You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Ian, look at this. What, it's a police box. What on earth is he doing here? I mean, these things are usually on the street. I feel it. I feel it, you feel it. Faint vibration. It's alive. Earth Station Who, a fun mashup celebrating nearly 50 years of the Doctor Who universe. Hold tight. You never know where the TARDIS is going next. Blossom, yes, Blossom. That's the only sad thing. I want to know what happens next. Right then. Doctor whoever I'm about to be. Tag. You're it. for a live episode of the Earth Station Who podcast. So if anyone doesn't want to be on recording or anything, keep their mouth shut. That's all, you know, that's what I say. Or flee the room in terror. Run, 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 run. All right. So we are going to talk today all about the 60th anniversary specials. And we are also going to talk about, hopefully, Dr. 15 a bit, RTD returning, and we're going to talk a bit about some of the spoilers that we've heard, um, possibly who might be returning to the show, who might not be returning. So it's going to be very interesting to see. And the way we do our shows, we want you guys involved. We don't want to just talk at you. We want to talk with you. So let's have a conversation about this. Uh, my name is Mike Faber. I'm the host of the Air Station Who podcast. On my left, I am Mary Opal. I am the co-host of the Air Station Who podcast. And I'm Matthew Kressel. I'm one of the co-chairs here, and I have had the privilege of occasionally appearing on the Air Station Who podcast. So tonight you will be the official Mike Gordon of the show, <laughs> who is one of our co-hosts. Howdy. Howdy, everyone. So, there we go. so it is awesome to have you guys here. It's pretty big. 60 years is a huge milestone for any kind of television show, project, movie, franchise. Person. Person. You know, making it to 60 is pretty amazing. And... Doctor Who, you know, it's amazing to think of all we've gone through over the 60 years. 
And that's just the Chisnell era I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so. No, that only Play felt that, that only felt like six years. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But we have the return of Russell T Davies coming up, and we have. Doctor Fourteen? Question mark. You know, uh, David Tennant returning, and it's pretty amazing that you know the buzz it's getting and yes. everything. Yes. And are you guys excited about David Tennant returning to Doctor Who? Oh yeah. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Because this is an audio podcast, so we need to hear from you. you know? <laughs> so. The audience said yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, I said, well, who? Okay, you did. They're nodding their heads vigorously. Okay. Does anyone have any theories why the Doctor returned as a new version of the Tenth Doctor? Somebody offered David Tennant a new contract? Bingo! Uh, you figured it out. <laughs> now, it, it, it's kind of interesting because, you know, I'm going to come out and say it, and this is no bashing against Jodie as the Doctor. She was fantastic. I loved Jodie as the 13th Doctor. I thought she was great. But, but the show running wasn't as good as it could have been. And she got saddled with some really bad storylines and everything. And not the best companions in the world, either. And except for Graham. Except for Graham, of course. You know, all Those hell, are fighting words, Mr. Faber. All hell Graham, so it's okay. <laughs> but it was, it's interesting because they needed something big to happen for the 60th anniversary. And what bigger than bringing back one of the most popular doctors from the new series with David Tennant. And it's not like he's doing anything lately or any other project. So, you know, he was easy to pick up the phone and say, hey, David, you want to come on? Yeah, I mean, I had the privilege of interviewing Terrence Dix 13 years ago in Chicago when we were in the lead-up to the 50th. Right. And asking him about the five doctors and the idea of doing what would have then been the 11 doctors. And he made a very pointed comment that we have just reached the point where there's so many doctors, it's kind of hard to give everybody a, a chance to have something to do story-wise. And you kind of see that, too, if you listen to Big Finish's The Light at the end. Sure. You know, there's a lot to, you know, the, there's enough plot really for five doctors, and the, the first three are kind of off somewhere else for most of it. So it makes sense that, you know, you focus on one particular doctor. And I guess, you know, if you guess if you're going to bring back an old doctor of, of the current ones we still have left... You can still kind of come back and do the show. Tenet's the most obvious one to do. You could have brought back Paul McGann. He doesn't look yes. like he's aged today. <laughs> well, I think they already brought him back in Power of the Doctor, though. So. True. Yeah. Yes. More is good. Yeah, more is good. More is always good. Yeah. But What's basically, up? the guy they announced is tied up. So their choices were no Doctor Who series for a year, skip the 60th. Or bring somebody else in temporarily, right? So you're related to Dr. 15, Shudi. Yeah, I mean, the, the guy they announced, and I'm not going to try to pronounce Shudi Gawa. Yeah. Um, is tied up. I practice. And they've got to wait a year for him. So either they wait a year and do nothing, or they get somebody temporarily. And I think David Tennant's a, a great choice. And RTD's taking us that promotion. Right. Yeah. He knew, he knew exactly what he was doing. Well, 
I have mixed feelings about it just because I am not the world's biggest David Tennant fan. And yeah. I, I do, yeah, fair enough. Uh, I, and I, there's a part of me in the back of my head as a, a longtime fan and knowing the history of the show, go, thinking about precedents that this might set for the future. Um, but also, on the other hand, going, if you wanted to generate a whole boatload of publicity, those last 30 seconds did exactly that. Oh, the internet exploded literally when you know everyone was expecting Jody to regenerate into Judy, and basically you got David Tennant instead in full costume too. Yeah, and there's a lot of controversy about that. Why didn't you know? Why did the costume regenerate? Not the first time it's happened, but it's it's been a long time since that happened. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But you know, it's interesting too because Doctor Who needs a lot of help right now, and there's it's no surprise. You know, interest in Doctor Who over the last three or four years has waned a lot. Um, the marketing has died down. The you know, the, the merchandising. merchandising and everything, you don't see, you barely saw any Funko Pops or toys right. for Jody's Hero, the Doctor. You got you got some at, at first. Yeah. But and but then it trailed, trailed off really quickly. I've seen Ed Brand, who was the, the show, the, the franchise manager, basically, at the show at the BBC, who did a lot of the marketing and a lot of that stuff. Uh, throughout the, the Davies and Moffat era getting asked about this. Right. And one of his comments about that was is that part of the problem the show has currently is it's been running for as long as it has since it came back in 2005. There's this kind of understanding in the British TV industry that if you get something that's going to run, you've got basically seven years where it's just going to build and build and build and build just based on experience and expectations within the industry. And once you hit that kind of mark, it becomes wall. It becomes the televisual equivalent of wallpaper, and it's just something that's kind of there. And as he pointed out, Doctor Who, the 21st century incarnation, at least had this wonderful thing that that seven-year mark, where it kind of hit that high, was 2013, which was the 50th. True. So if, you, if it feels like that, where we've been on a downhill trajectory since then. It's in part because the show's just been running as long as it has. It's increasingly hard to promote something that's always been around as far as your most of your audience is concerned. Well, that's true, because the seven-year plan, that's what Star Trek does. Yeah. I know yeah. a lot of the series with Star Trek, you know, especially like Next Gen, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, Voyager they did the seven-year plan, and they did seven years and done. And everything. What's up? I think that has more to do with the seven-year contract plan for actors. For a lot of them, yes, yeah. completely. But it it also deals with marketing, like Matthew was saying, and that's kind of the the thing about it. But you know what, Doctor Who, the interest was waning, and that's why also they brought back the showrunner from the heyday of the new series, and when it was the most popular. Yeah, and. RTD has such a passion for Doctor Who. He always has. And everyone's putting him up on this huge, huge pedestal and everything. And then I think of the Azorbalak. So it's, you know, episode <laughs> of Doctor Who. And, you know, not every episode was great. Yeah. I mean, we do have to mention, too, that while interest is waned here in, in the UK and here in the US, it's also exploded in parts of like Asia, for example, right. and Singapore and whatnot. Something that has helped, you know, helped get Disney's interest in it is seeing the large international market for it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and 
RTD said at the tail end of his era, there's a, if you can still find it, I think, on YouTube, there was a fascinating interview that him and David Tennant did for BBC Radio 2 in 2009 at the end of their era. And Davies pointed out that the only reason that Torchwood and Sarah Jane existed as spinoffs was because in 2006-2007, the BBC had the money to spend. And he said that two years later, two, three years later, as he was leaving the show, that money didn't exist anymore. True. And so there hasn't been the funding to kind of do the kind of spinoffs and stuff that we've all been sitting here kind of clattering for. So, and, you know, we, we could talk, we need to talk about the Disney deal because that's a huge part well, of this. That's where we're headed. Fair enough. And everything. Because it's interesting because everyone most likely in here knows that, you know, you're not going to be able to watch. Doctor Who on BBC America anymore, or on HBO Max, or Max whatever it's called. Um, in a couple months, it's going to be all on Disney Plus. It's going to be on Disney Plus everywhere around the world except for in Ireland and the UK. Yeah. And it's going to be, you know, it's going to be not run by Disney. You're going to get Disney money bringing in, but it's you're gonna, but it's not going to be Disney owned. It's still BBC is owning the portion, the big portion. Of right, it. Disney's just a distributor. Exactly, because right. a lot of people are like, "Oh, does that make Captain Jack a princess of Disney now?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, so is the TARDIS suddenly going to show up at the UK Pavilion in Epcot? There's a big possibility of that. Ooh, yeah, that would be pretty awesome. And it's interesting because once Disney gets its fingers on you. Disney does not let go. Yeah, I, I think this is Disney's way in. They've been trying to get a part of Doctor Who for oh, a they've long been, time. They've been trying to get Doctor Who since probably before the McGann movie. All the way back, ironically, to 1964, Disney bought the film rights to Marco Polo. Did they? Yeah, they never did anything with it, but um, I'm trying to think of the guy's name who wrote the Black Archive book about Marco Polo, uncovered the documentation, I think, from John Lucarotti's estate, that Disney, that Lucarotti, because actually owned the rights to the script, not to Doctor Who, but to the script, the same way Terry Nation owned right, the right, right. Alex stories. Right. He sold the film rights to Disney. Did he? For they took an option out for it. He got quite a bit of money for it. They never did anything with it. They never could. They couldn't figure out how to develop it. I guess without Doctor Who. Right. But on top of Disney getting into it, Sony also is now going to have a big portion because they invested into Bad Wolf's production. Yeah, the, the RTD and Julie Gardner's studio. Right. So you not only Disney, you also have Sony now involved. You're going to see Doctor Who. The effects being better, the hopefully the stories will be better. <laughs> Knock on wood, folks. And we're also hopefully going to get better, you know, just all around promotion, promotion circulation of the series, distribution, marketing, and because I remember like when Matt Smith started as the Doctor, seeing billboards and you know magazine ads everywhere. You saw the Doctor and Amy Pond everywhere. Front cover of TV Guide at one point. Yeah, exactly. And so, it's going to, I would love to see that back again. Yeah. And everything. And I think you're going to get that once Disney even gets more influence into it. And everything. So, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. And we're getting three Doctor Who specials 
and we don't know dates yet, but they're saying November. That's what I've heard. And we don't know if it's going to be three nights in a row, or if it's three weeks in a row, or what. Yeah, I, I can see it either way, because when they did... Uh, Children of Earth for Torchwood. They did it as you know across five consecutive nights, and right. that seems to be a really good model for British TV at the moment. So, hopefully, we can maybe get it around like around the twenty third of November. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they did you know twenty first, twenty second, twenty third, and ending it. Yeah. And my theory is, I think we only have seen a fraction of what's going to happen. Yeah. And Absolutely. I'm, and it's the 60th anniversary, folks. I would be shocked if other doctors don't show up in this storyline. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot of what I would have thought would have been in the 60th ended up in Power of the Doctor, I have to say. Oh, yeah. And I think Chibnall has said in interviews that he deliberately didn't use certain, the modern doctors in that, just in case right. Davies wanted to go run with it. So, you know, I wouldn't be... I think we could rule out Chris Eccleston popping back up. I know there's still bad blood between him and RTD. And we've got Tennant back. The question is, do we get Smith, do we get Capaldi, and does Jody Whitaker pull a Matt Smith and pop up and, and pop up in one of his episodes? I would love it. Yeah. yeah. I'd what about you guys out there? Any thoughts? Do you want multiple doctors? Do you guys want multiple doctors? Do you just want it to see the tenant on, in all three? Because, you know, it's Dr. Donna. You know, literally, you're finally going to get by. I'd like a little bit of variety so you can kind of focus on the arc that's happening. Right. That's Do you think Neil Patrick Harris's... So I'm calling him the celestial toy maker right now because yeah. that's where it's, everything's leaning. But we even don't know that. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so it would be, I would think it'd be interesting just to see what happens with that. And do you want to see that go through all three storylines? I mean, that's a possibility. There's also the, the, the possibility that, as RTD has done did in his era, we're being misled into thinking something else is going to happen. Because we do have the trickster character that he introduced in the Sarah Jane stuff that popped up in, in his era of the show a couple of places, too. True. So that's I, my speculation is that he's not the celestial playmaker. He might be the trickster. That might not be a bad idea, because then tying it back into some stuff from his own era. Yeah. Right. And everything. Which could work. I think it could work really well. But I know you're also getting characters from Doctor Who comic books coming yeah. in. Yes. You're they're, getting Beat the Meat. I mean, yeah. they I mean, announced that. I mean, they're full-on adapting Star Beats. Yeah. Yes. Which is ironically the second time it's going to be adapted because Big Finish have already done it as not yet. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, but and Pat Mills, and I'm blanking on the other guy's name who, were, who wrote it and uh, illustrated it back in the day, fully involved with it and on board with it. So... Was it, it wasn't Dave Gibbons, was it? It may have been. I'm blanking at the moment. My okay. my trivia brain has shut down at the end of the weekend. <laughs> well, you've gone through hell this weekend, Sarah. In a good way. In a good way. It's, it's more like, you know, Capaldi and Heaven Sent. I've been punching a wall all week. Okay. <laughs> he has a risk. It knuckles to show for it, too. So, so it's cool. What do you guys want to see for the 60th? Do you guys want to see any of the old characters come back? Because, you know, in the final with Jody, we got Tegan and Ace coming back. We got Unit back, you know. And then we got a lot of the old companions also. And we got the Doctor Who support group now, you know, the companion support group, which is really awesome. That feels like a, feels like a spinoff waiting to happen. Oh, yeah. 
And so there's a lot of cool stuff that we could see coming up. And like I said, they RTD has come out and said the pictures or the video we've seen of Shooty, you know, saying, what the heck is going on here and everything with the clouds behind them. That's not the real background. He's, he says you have to see it in context to actually see what's going on. Yeah. So I think he's he is the master of deceit in a lot of ways. Or as we like to say, the doctor lies. So does RTD. So, so. <laughs> I don't think it's an anniversary unless you you bring back a lot of the old doctors in some role. And it, I'd like to see a lot of the uh, the big bad guys come back as a consortium making a concerted effort you know, against the doctor, maybe trying to end this timeline again. So kind of like what we saw in the Pandorica Opens type consortium type thing? Yeah. Something where they try to alter what the, you know, the outcome of that one maybe. That could work. Yeah. I mean, you just have to find an inroad into any of these ideas to get them to work. But I also, you know, the thing about anniversary specials too is that they also have to be accessible to a wider audience as well. I mean, you know, the three doctors, we think about the three doctors, but also the five doctors and day of the doctor too, for that matter. All were accessible to people who had never really seen Doctor Who before. Oh, I remember watching this, you know, when I was a kid or a few years ago. Well, it's interesting because like with the five doctors, I know quite a few people who got into the old series because it was shown here in the United States first than it was shown in the UK. And UK fandom has never forgiven us. <laughs> and with computer graphics, you know, there should be a way they could even bring back some of the classic doctors. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. They did that in the 50th anniversary and everything. And I'm telling you, it was so frippin' awesome in that scene. There's how many TARDISes do we have? There's 12. No, 13. And you saw Dr. Angry Eyebrows. And everything. I mean, the technology has come further along than it was 10 years ago because that's part of the reason why we got things like the opening of Name of the Doctor and also why they were limited to using reusing those old clips in that scene was at the time the technology or really the budget didn't exist to sure. try to do that. And you know, we've been seeing through talking about Disney money. I mean, we've seen what they've done on the various Star Wars shows in terms of that. So, you know, there is the possibility they could do something like that. And Big Finish has sound alike, so they've been using Will Rell. So, oh, yeah, you know. very much so. If they could bring back a young Kurt Russell like they did for Guardians, then... I don't think they have that kind of budget. <laughs> no, but, but what's been, what was used in a film five, ten years ago is going to be very accessible on a TV budget, you know, five, ten years later. Oh, sure. So. I mean, there's a real fine line there, though, between, I mean, there needs to be fan service, but there can't be too much fan service, because I think RTD is very aware that he needs to bring in new people to the franchise. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing how he uh, he walks both sides. He's, he's good at that, though, so I have faith. Well, where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah, you're right. Okay. That's true. So, any other you know thoughts on, on that? Do you, who, what doctors would you like to see back? What do you got? I kind of agree with what you said about the multiple doctors thing. Multi- you, would, you think it could be a multiple my doctor? My favorite Smith episode is the 50th anniversary. Of course. So, I would love to see, like, multiple... <laughs> Completely different doctors just interacting again. That would be great to see. 
You know, I would I would love to see Capaldi's reaction to meeting like David Tennant's doctor. I would love to see Capaldi's reaction to meeting Jodie Whittaker, honestly. Which would be wonderful. Yes, yes, that would be wonderful. I'd like, like to see so this. Is the one that comes after me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what I became. <laughs> Hang on, just like Will Hartnell. First doctor's reaction to, to oh to two and three yeah no, oh no, a dandy no, and a hobo first, no like in his Christmas special when he regenerated into Joey right uh, the first doctor's reaction to Capaldi I thought I would have got younger <laughs> like I am younger <laughs> that is awesome what's up I would honestly love to see Christopher Eccleston involved in some way yes um, simply absolutely. because he's as somebody who watched the show as a kid and dealt with the years of no show, that magic moment of hearing the theme song start back up. Oh, sure. Because in, the rest of this would not happen without that man. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. did a, and his excellent performance. Um, and I know, I know there's some bad blood. I know, but I think he's getting a little bit better about with the fandom and, and getting to, to know us. Have you been listening to any of the Big Finish audios with him? They're they're very wonderful. They are really really good. Well worth listening. And he, it's because he was a wonderful doctor. He was awesome. He was the PTSD doctor, you know, (laughs) and he was he was great. He really, really was great. And I'm not the biggest Rose fan out here, but I loved him and Rose together. I think they were perfect together and I would love to see him come back to see what he became later and everything I think that would be an interesting reaction to see him doing it yeah I mean there's there's gonna have to be a bearing of a hatchet somewhere and I don't yeah. know even with everything that's happened mm-hmm. in the last three or four years and I don't think he wants the hatchet yeah. into RTD's back so it's okay <laughs> well he can, he can put the hatchet into RTD and then bury it okay that's fair there you go What's up? So I think it would be a great opportunity if they pulled the future doctor uh, shooting from the middle of his time stream in for some reason, and you get a glimpse of him as the doctor, but not in the primary role of the doctor, but as a doctor being pulled in as part of the plot for uh, um, Tenet. I've always liked the idea, to speak as, as a writer, I've always loved the idea that there's a Doctor Who story that you could do, and it turns out there's a supporting character who's there who becomes increasingly helpful as the story goes along, and it turns out it's a future Doctor who stepped back in yeah. time. And then when that Doctor's timeline comes along, there's an episode that links back to that. Well, I was hoping when they did the next Doctor story... With uh, the, it was David Tennant's story. It was one of the Christmas specials that that was going to be that David Morrissey was going to be one of the doc was actually a future doctor and everything because they had already announced that Tennant was you know getting ready to leave and they hadn't announced who the next doctor was before they made the Matt Smith announcement and so it was like oh David Morrissey you know the two of them having an adventure and. Sadly enough. Yeah, I mean, if if people want to understand why I'm nervous about RTD coming back, it's those last set of specials. Because 
next doctor was a one-trick pony trotting around a publicity stunt. Hell yeah. And the less I have to say about Planet of the Dead, the better. But, it, but I'm also trying to remind myself that's RTD at the end of a five-year marathon. Sure, of course. And he yeah. was very burnt out. And very burnt out. And, you know, he's been away long enough. Maybe he's got some new ideas. We hope. What's up? I'm just hopeful um, that they pull in just a small moment from the 50s where Tom Baker was saying there may come a time where you'll see more faces that you recognize. And I'm wondering, you know they've been planning this forever, so I'm wondering if that will tie in at all and that it may be multiple doctors that way because of that. That he'll keep on regenerating into yeah, different... <laughs> that would be very... I, I didn't even think about that. That could actually be a lot of fun if they do that. Yeah, I mean, one of the ideas that I thought they would pursue, Big Finish is in fact doing it, it once in the future, which is the idea of the doctor degenerating and regenerating into their past selves. Mm-hmm. So that's the first, we've got the first of those, and it, it sounds like it's going to be an interesting story arc. But again, Big Finish is doing what the TV show ought to be doing. Right, and it's interesting because you're getting David Tennant back, but he has all the memories of, you know, three more regenerations that he's gone through since, you know, he was Tennant last time. So it's going to be interesting how he reacts to everything. And it's interesting, of course, you know, as soon as he regenerates, he runs into Donna, you know. <laughs> so, which will be interesting how they do that, you know. You know, is that you know, is that the doctor or who's that behind you, the skinny man? And so it's like, no, you don't see him. You don't see him. Everything in the Carol. So it's kind of cool that they're doing that. So, but I could see them doing something with Shooty's doctor is being involved somehow. Because I know at the time when they did the the five doctors, they had already hired Colin as yes. as the sixth doctor. And that's the reason they didn't have him come back as Maxis. Yeah. And everything. Because there was a draft of the script written with him in it, and then they cast Colin and went, no, we can't do that. Yeah, because they thought it would be too odd for the people, oh, this is the sixth doctor, you know, and they're still playing a different character. So. Do you think it would be funny if they bought, brought Roy Atkinson in? <laughs> or something? <laughs> Yeah, because he did play the doctor. He did. He did. <laughs> oh, it's when he explodes. Joanna Lumley. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't know if anyone's ever seen The Curses of Fatal Death. <laughs> you can look it up on YouTube if you haven't. It is amazing. It was done for Red Nose Day. And it is a spe- it was written by Stephen Moffat. Way back in 1999. Yes, and... Roland Atkinson is the doctor in that, and he goes through many regenerations. <laughs> Richard, what is it? Richard E. Grant, Jim Broadbent, um, Hugh Grant at one point, and then Joanna Lumley right there at the very end. Yeah, the first female doctor. Yes. Yes. Which is pretty awesome. Yeah. So it's kind of cool stuff that we got. And of course, now we also have. You know, shooties, they're filming right now as we speak. That we have, you know, shooties doctor and his new companion, Ruby Sunday, coming in. What do you guys think of that? Are you guys excited about the doctor and Ruby, you know, coming back? And it's going to be the, what I've seen, you know, they've been announcing some pretty big names coming in as guest stars for that season. Yeah, Jonathan Graff and yeah. mm-hmm. Jinx Monsoon. 
Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what they're going to do with that because I know RTD has said that he doesn't want two-year breaks anymore in Doctor and he wants to get it back to where it's every year Doctor Who's coming. Yeah, and again, that's why part of the Disney deal is so big because we, as we've subsequently learned from what uh, Chipple said in his big interview when he left in Doctor Who magazine, a lot of that was enforced on him by BBC budgets and whatnot. Oh, of course. You know, course. It's, it's worth mentioning the BBC has been, for 13 years, has been getting a gradual budget squeeze. Sure, sure. So... But now that they got Disney money and they got Sony money coming in, and I hope they make the most of it. Oh, I'm sure. Well, you're, they they want to do spinoffs for Doctor Who. You're going to get spinoffs, and they've already pretty much they've announced Unit. Well, they've all but announced it. All, all. We haven't gotten an official announcement yet, which is the reason why I'm still taking it. I've gone from a bag of salt to a teaspoon of salt. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, rumors are going to be at San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. Well, I will believe it when it happens. Right. I, I've been burned too many times at this point. We've all been, yeah. Yeah, we have we been. All? But it's going to be very interesting next month because San Diego is the big media convention. And Doctor Who hasn't... It. They were supposed to do Doctor Who last year, um, but Chris said, I'm done with it. No, I'm not coming. He didn't go. So It was that moment in the transition as well where it was like, you know, you don't want to... I think as he put it in, in the interview with Doctor Who magazine where he was being basically asked to explain it, it's like, you know, it's like showing, it's like showing up at your ex's wedding. <laughs> it would have been kind of awkward. So, but Doctor Who is supposed to have a presence there this year, and everyone's hoping that they're going to make the official announcement about the spinoffs there. And this is take everything, like you said, with a grain of salt. Um, it's going to be a unit spinoff uh, featuring, of course, Kate Stewart, and there's rumors that. Um, Martha might be involved with it, and with Freema coming back to Doctor Who, and you know, then of course, you know, probably Osgood, and you know, stories there, and there's even hope that maybe even Ace and Tegan might be involved with it also, which would be great, and or anything, and it would be it's Doctor Who was great when it had Torchwood and Sarah Jane, true true spinoffs of the series. And you had, so that way, when Doctor Who wasn't on the air, you actually had Doctor Who content still coming back. Right, and they feel kind of niches. I mean, you know, Torchwood was the kind of more dark and serious. They could do, could push things further than Doctor Who could, because Doctor Who's a family show. More grown up. Yeah, more, well, sometimes. Yes. Um, sometimes it was the, the teenage idea of grown up. Um, but, all, but, you know, the, also the Sarah Jane Adventures kind of aimed at a younger audience. So, again, it was a family show that anybody could tune in and watch and enjoy. Sure, sure, and that's the cool thing about it. And we're at least getting unit, and there's rumor going around that a second one is in the works, also, but they haven't announced anything yet. And I would love, and this is me just putting it out there. I would love to see a Paternoster game, um, spin, you know, for a spinoff. I think that would be amazing to that's see. Been- Begging for ten years yes. now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Crimson Horror was basically the pilot for it. Oh, yes, very much exactly. so. And also, Big Finish has done a Paternoster Gang series. Also, really good. Which yeah. is really good <laughs> if you get a chance to listen to, and it's the all the original cast. 
So it's now Katrin, which I did say right here. At yeah, the that's right. And also, of course, Dan Starkey, so, which is really, really awesome. And yeah. the stories are great. The stories are great. And I know all three of them are, want to come back to the, the TV series. <laughs> So. Yeah, I mean, the, the problem with their spinoff was, as Moffat put it, was not only do you have to do period draw, period, period settings and whatnot, which are expensive to do, two out of your three cast members are in makeup, which are time-consuming and expensive. But again, Disney money might help with that. Oh, of course. And that's the cool thing about it. And I think a lot of what we're going to get just depends on everyone's reactions to the 60th anniversary. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you better tune in more. Or else. <laughs> well, you know, the adventures of Claire traveling around in no. the last second. No. No. I, 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 as much as I love Jenna Coleman, I, I have had enough for, uh, for one lifetime. Yeah. No, I don't want to see the adventures of Clara and me in their little diner in space. No. I, I can see as Maisie Williams is still, you know, fairly big on the back of Game of Thrones and the movie and project she's been doing and whatnot. You know, there's a, you know, there was an anthology that was put together, the, you know, about her, the Legend of the Shielder, that kind of filled in because there's hundreds and now thousands and millions of years of stories you could fill in there. Oh sure, right. And I thought the I, the concept of me was awesome. Mm. I liked the idea, the idea of them going off happily on their adventures because eventually she is Clara is going to have to come back to die mm -hmm. and that's you know that's the whole thing because she was taken from a moment in time yeah right, right. and everything so yeah. it'll be very interesting but does that mean both of them are immortal that's the question or are they just living to die in the day oh thank you James Bond <laughs> <laughs> it would definitely be a series where you know what the ending is right well, then there was also the thought, you know, we could also do a spin-off on the alternate Earth with Rose and the alternate Doctor. Yeah, Dr. Mm -hmm. Handy. Or Dr. Handy, as you just said. <laughs> <laughs> 10-2 is my other favorite thing. So, I mean, there's a lot of possibilities there as well. I mean, Victor Mission dabbled into that and then stopped. They did two short trips with um, Camille Cadu playing Jackie, relating adventures that she has, they have in that universe. Sure, sure. And they stopped doing those. And I have to... And for reasons that nobody at Big Finish has ever wanted to explain, which makes me wonder if there's, if maybe, you know, because that was a couple of years ago when we now know everything was in the works. That's very interesting. One of the rumors that I've heard, and this is just rumors, so don't take this as, but that um, River Song might be coming back. Yes. And that Alex Kingston has been very sheepish about saying because um, at cons and everything everyone's been asking you know are you coming back for the 60th or are you coming back for the new adventures and it would tie into something very interesting that she said in her very first appearance in Silence in the Library was when she saw David Tennant and she says look at you so young you know so she's seen his face before, but, you know, and wouldn't it be perfect with the specials, you know, because, you know, his face, you know, David Tennant's not as young as he was before. He's aged very gracefully, but his face is more, and it would just be really interesting that she meets 
this version of the doctor. Because River bounces around in time just as much as the doctor has. You know, the storyline before was that River was going the opposite direction of the doctor and everything. But, you know, Capaldi's, when he came in, that threw that off a bit. Yeah, they dropped that really. Yeah. It's kind of bouncing around in time. Exactly. I know there was an idea pitched at the spinoffs panel that we had yesterday. The idea, you know, we have that reference in um, The Husband of River Song. But she's apparently been going around stealing the TARDIS all the time and flying around. Yeah. Right. <laughs> There's been, you know, River Song stealing the TARDIS here and there in the middle of classic Who adventures, say. And running, and running around having adventures. Oh, of course. But that's also why you have the Diary of River Song on Big Finish, yeah. too. I mean, Big Finish is kind of late out the template for if you want to do spinoffs. I mean, they've had a unit, a modern unit spinoff running for several years. Interestingly enough, they finished stopped doing that for a while, and they're now doing a four, have been doing the four series Nemesis, right. the four box sets of that, which are apparently, from what I haven't heard them, but I have been told by those who do, that it seems like they're wrapping stuff up suddenly. They are, and it's, it's very interesting with that. And in the newest one they just announced, she, uh, unit is meeting Missy. Yes. Which is Michelle Gomez. Bring Michelle Gomez back, I said. Oh, yes. <laughs> she would be wonderful to be back. Because I have a theory with the Master. Is the Master we just got in the last one? What in the in the last 13th Doctor? Sasha Dewan. Sasha Dewan was not the most recent version of the Master. He was, it goes John Sims, Doc Master, then to Sasha's Master, then to Missy. So, well, it, I think an interesting spinoff, uh, being that John Berriman is our guest this weekend. Uh, the Adventures of Captain Jack. The, the life and times of Bo, because we saw the Inception where he, you know, he informs the audience that they called him the face of Bo. And we saw the death of Bo, so I think it would be cool to see kind of that transition from Jack going from Jack into just this giant pit. Uh, We do have five billion years in between those events, too. We do. He does have time. <laughs> he has all the time like, in the world, so it's like they could sort of skip to see along to the different point adventures or misadventures during that time. But we also know that he was a time agent. We we have vague fragments of what he was doing as one. I mean, right. there's all sorts of possibilities oh, yeah. there as well. Well, it'd be interesting to get Captain John back if they did. You know, Ooh. Captain Jack and Captain John yeah. would be a very interesting storyline. Also, or Jack and Alonzo. What happened there? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we would uh, have to pay on a that, like that's paper. A that's a different channel. That's a different <laughs> Cinemax. <laughs> no, Cinemax. <laughs> exactly. Well, I would love to. See, I would love to see Captain Jack and River Song. Oh, would be pretty amazing. The universe that's too much sass yeah. from all the sass. I was going to say, would they be able to do anything for all the sass that would no. be on? No, it would be Not the personalities. They, the whole show would be doing clashing. No. We're just down They would try to be one-up each other the whole time. The whole time. There's an idea, a heist movie involving the two of them trying to go after the same thing. Like an Ocean's Eleven yeah. type <laughs> and actually them trying to put a crew together Ooh. and one of the crew members would be Nardo <laughs> I need the phone number for Cardiff 
I think that's fan fiction at its best right there, folks. But it's, it's awesome. You know, we have a lot of Doctor Who coming our way after a very long period of nothing. And I think we're going to be seeing in the next, well, less than six months now, folks, we're going to see a renaissance of Doctor Who and a renaissance of Doctor Who fandom growing again. Because I know a lot of people, and sadly enough, they went away during the Capaldi era, then they went, others went away during the Jody era, that, you know, they disappeared, and a lot of them are coming back because Tenet's coming back. So it'll be interesting if they can stay with Shooty's Doctor. Yeah. There's hope. Yeah, exactly. And we have a lot of great stuff to do, and we talk all about it on our podcast, Earth Station Who, which is pretty darn amazing. we got postcards and stickers up here, folks, if you want. But, you know, any final thoughts? Because this is going for a couple more minutes. Yeah, we have a couple more minutes. Yeah, so it's awesome. Any final thoughts on the anniversary? We've barely touched on what we want to see for Shooty's era of the Doctor and everything. So... I'm, everyone's joking that it's going to be the Prince TARDIS because they're seeing lights, the purple lights in, yeah. in the inside. Of the <laughs> I mean, I know there's a, there seems to be, there's going to be a, re, we think there's going to be a Regency set episode and we think there's going to be one set in the 60s. Correct. Based on the costumes and stuff we've seen. So I'm keen to see what they could possibly do with that. That would be awesome. What's up? I'd, I'd like to see one where the traveling companion gone bad becomes an evil nemesis. They did that in the Steals technology from the TARDIS to, to Make himself powerful. Have you read the Prince Versus Time? No. <laughs> so that was the comic I think yeah. you were talking about. Uh, spoilers for that, it turns out Adam is the big bad at the end of that who's been grabbing all the doctors and companions from out of time yeah. to get his revenge for what Nine did to him in um, The Long Game. Oh. For those who don't remember, Adam is the companion that failed, mm-hmm. basically. Oh, yeah. Because the, if, yeah. if you snap your finger, his, yeah. The little thing opened in his forehead yeah. and everything. Yeah. But that, that won't be happening on screen because of some stuff that Bruno Langley got up to. But the less we say about that, the better. No. Yeah. So, but it's it's real interesting stuff. But I like the idea of a companion going bad or something. And you know, but people were even su- suggesting that with you know that River Song was a companion gone bad and everything because that was good one. If if you remember the whole. There was a whole mystery, who is Riversong, and that they did that. And I thought we actually, just in our last episode, we reviewed A Good Man Goes to War, where you actually find out, and it was done geniusly yeah. and everything. So it was it was pretty awesome the way they handled it and everything. So I think we've got a lot of good stuff coming. Um, you know, like we said, we'll be talking about it. You know, we definitely would love you guys to chip in. You know, any thoughts and everything, please let us know. Yeah. And everything. Matthew, thank you so much for sitting yeah. with us. Of course. And on behalf of all of us at Concade, you guys have been promoting us from very early on in our run. And you've, been very, you've come here and you've been part of the of panels, obviously, but also promoting the show and just being part of the presence of there. And on behalf of... Myself and all of us here at Concake, thank you so much for everything you've done for us over the years. Thank you, thank you. It's been our pleasure to be part of it and everything. It's an honor and it, to be It's part sad of it. to see this is the last one. Well, the last one for now, possibly. So. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
and we haven't recorded saying that for them, so it, 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 it's good enough. I'm not revealing anything that hasn't already been said in the, in the con chair panel yesterday. There, and Bonnie will probably talk about that in the end closing ceremony, but I will leave that to the boss lady. Awesome, awesome. awesome. And any regeneration that concave turns into, we will be there. And we have you on tape saying this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I can erase that. We too. have our skills. <laughs> Thank you very much. My name is Mike Faber. This is... My name is Mary Oval. You can find us at Earth Station Who. We are available wherever fine podcasts are found. We are up there with the good ones, too, so it's awesome. Thank you, thank you. There's us. There's us. Thank you very, very much, guys. And thank you for everything. You guys were great this weekend. Yes, thank, thank you. You have been listening to Earth Station Who, a bi-weekly pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who, featuring talents from across the universe. All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individual and are used for entertainment value alone. You subscribe to our podcast up on iTunes, Stitcher, or follow our blog at www.esopodcast.com. You can also follow us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. If you enjoyed the show, please leave feedback up on iTunes. The Earth Station One podcast has been bringing your inner geek out to play for the past 13 years. Over this time, we've seen things change in the world of geek and podcasting alike. And your friends here at ESO are looking to change also. We are now giving you double the fun by coming to you twice a week. And not just in audio, but now you can see our lovely faces up on YouTube. Join Mike and Mike as we celebrate our 700th episode and beyond. Earth Station One is proud to be a founding member of the ESO Network. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.